Hello, this is Catherine at I Know I Need to Stop Talking. Hello, lovelies. How are we doing? It's Sunday, not Saturday. It's very confusing, particularly with like the bank holiday weekend last weekend, which basically meant I had no idea all week either what day it was or on what day my bins would be getting collected. So yeah, a confusing week, but great excitement. I've left the house. I mean, I have obviously left the house. That, that slightly sounds ridiculous. I have left the house, but I actually left the house for like a proper adventure. I went out, out, that's the proper noun, out, out, which I think officially makes me sound incredibly old, the fact that I have just referred to it as out, out. But anyway, more on that shortly, but hence the podcast is a is a day late. And Ocado have already been yesterday, packed away, sorted. It's a dream I should clearly go out, out more, more often have arrived back to genuine, genuine surrealness. My life is so weird sometimes. So I arrived back home and a beautiful day, beautiful day where we are today. So I suggested to Mr. I know I need to stop talking to the children that we all sit out in the back garden to have our lunch, which we dutifully did. We live in a very quiet road in a very quiet area. And yet as we sat out eating our lunch this afternoon, we all became aware of the sound of what sounded like breaking glass from one of our one of our neighbours. There was quite a lot of jollity surrounding the breaking glass. So lest anybody think that there was like some kind of dramatic scene going on and we just ignored it and carried on cracking on with our lunch. Like people were laughing. So it sounded like fun, fun, joyous breaking glass as opposed to help me, help me. There's an intruder breaking glass. I just do feel the need to need to clarify that. Anyway, so like it happened a couple of times and you're like, okay, well, you know, people break stuff, it happens. And it kept going and kept going. I mean, literally, it was like, and, you know, I'm like looking at everybody going, what, what's going on? What's going on? Anyway, so dispatched Jamie upstairs to go and surreptitiously stare out of his window. And he was like, why? I'm going to look an idiot. And I explained to him that it was better that he looked like an idiot because I could pass it off as him being a gormless teenager than I looked like an idiot and they possibly passed me off as some kind of weird stalker. So dutifully, he went upstairs to his bedroom, which overlooks the neighbour's garden, to report back. And came back and in typical Jamie star was like, oh, it's fine. It's all fine. And I said, well, what was it? First of all, he said, I think they were down a hole. And I was like, okay. And then he went back to having a look. He went, no, 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 it's all fine. He said, they're just, you know, those coconut things that you get at, at fairgrounds. I said, yeah, coconut shies. He said, yeah, well, it's like that, but there's no coconuts and they're using plates instead. And he said all this like this was a totally normal Sunday afternoon activity. And my neighbours are delightful. And should they happen to, to be listening to this, I just fucking love your mad little Sunday afternoon activity of plates on coconut shies being hit with plates. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was some kind of weird tribute to a, to a Greek wedding. I don't know. So yeah, it's like my, my life is as batshittingly bonkers as, as ever, really. But yes, I've been away. I've been away for the entire weekend. Such great excitement. So one of my oldest, and that's in the sense of how long I've known her, not that she is old, just to be really clear, Rachel, because I know you're listening to this. Um, so my friend Rachel, who is the godmother of the two kids, Definitely one of the podcast's biggest fans, um, and I love you for it, Rach. We've known each other since we were like, oh, I don't know, we're trying to remember, maybe like 13 or something. So nearly 30 years. We met dicking around on stage, and we did say over the course of this weekend when we were away that she will come soon and be a guest on this podcast because we have so many glorious 
ticking about on stage memories and many other memories but besides that one of which we we remembered at the weekend was Rachel's is a school year older than me so she therefore learned to drive well actually she learned to drive a long time before I did because I was basically inept when it came to driving a car as I think I've chronicled on here previously and so she passed her test and we're very excited very exciting when your friend passes their driving test and even better she had insurance on her parents car which was like it was a big car as you can tell I know fuck all about cars but it was a big car we're not talking a Vauxhall Corsa here we're talking something far more big and if the Top Gear production team are looking for replacements anytime soon I think this makes it obvious they won't be picking me and so I went to meet Rach and she was like I'll I'll drive and I was like my god we'll drive I mean we were probably going like two minutes down the road but at that age you you drive everywhere because of the sheer novelty I was so impressed we got in the car and Rach really know she really looked like she knew what she was doing I was like look at you you know that you have to put the key in a slot and you have to turn it to turn the engine on um as I said there's a reason it took me a while to pass my driving test and so she slapped up the engine and she did her mirror signal maneuver because you're very diligent about that as a new driver and we set off and we set off quite slowly but like I say I was definitely not one who was here to judge I was just so amazed that my friend was driving and I seemed to remember at the time going oh Rachel you're amazing look at you you're absolutely driving and she went to me she went yeah it's going quite slowly isn't it and I was like well I assume that's because you are very mature and sensible as a driver and you are wanting to make absolutely certain there are no hazards in any direction around us she's like yeah it's not usually like this and I said well maybe it's because you've got a passenger in the car and we sort of looked at each other gormously for a little bit going hmm just one of those things anyway we crawled along for a bit we were going very slowly and then suddenly she stopped the car and she turned to look at me and creased up laughing went oh my god I've forgotten taking the handbrake off love you Rach love you love that story we have so many so many good good memories but it was a joy so she turned 40 earlier this year and for obvious Covid related reasons fucking Covid fuck's sake Covid we delayed her celebrations until this weekend and we went away 10 of us to go and stay in a house and it was just brilliant because it was so fucking normal I mean obviously not normal in the sense that nothing that ever happens to me ever is normal but but it was it was like so long since I've done something so utterly, brilliantly, gloriously normal. So we had booked a, or Rachel books in an Airbnb, which was the most batshit house I've ever stayed in in my life. And the owner was absolutely lovely and couldn't have done more to go out of her way to make sure it was an amazing experience. But it was, it was a very old house. And it was very upfront about the fact that it was very old and therefore there are a lot of things that didn't quite work as it should. But I mean, genuinely, it felt like being in some kind of, I mean, changing rooms. Changing rooms have started back up again as an aside. And any of you who are like under the age of 30 are probably going, what even is this, you sad old person? I loved the original changing rooms, mainly because the shit they came up just looked with absolutely so bonkers. And I'm really pleased to confirm, I don't know if anybody has seen this week's episode, Beth and I watched it. No spoiler alerts, but one of the transformations, in fact, both of the transformations, it's all absolute madness and just delightfully so. But the one that really made me go, what the fuck? Was where they seemed to take a broom, a sweeping broom, and put some cloths on the bottom of the broom. And then they dipped the cloths in what was either brown paint or plaster. It was that colour. And then did like a swirl up the wall and onto the ceiling. And I thought, okay, this is going to be the start of some big mural. No, that was it. That was a whole design. 
watch it. If you haven't watched it this week, it's it's very good. Anyway, all I can say is that at some point, probably the owners of this house need a combination of changing rooms and grand designs and possibly time team to come <laughs> and um and and perhaps sort out some of its challenging things. But for a weekend, it was it was absolutely lovely, and you don't mind the the slight bonkersness. There was a so it was a big tall terraced house, and at the top there was a, a roof terrace, which was lovely and beautiful and amazing views. To get to the roof terrace, you had to climb up what I can only describe as the staircase of death. And while the host didn't actually moniker it as the staircase of death in the in the house guidelines that she sent round, in her description she made it pretty damn obvious that, that that was exactly what it was. It was the staircase of death. It was definitely older than me and possibly older than my nana. And it was a beautiful but terrifyingly small and wobbly spiral staircase made out of raw iron something. And effectively, every time I went up or down it, I thought that I might die. And indeed, the guidance basically said that if one or more of you tried to get on that staircase at once, you probably would die. So, yeah, that was a nice little free song <laughs> um, every time you wanted to go up there. I mean, just so many delightfully bonkers things about the house, like the the toilet that had a a sink unit you know there's sink units that are made of wood and then it's got like a sink sitting in it. i mean it looked beautiful somebody described it as looking like something out of downton abbey and that is probably right but <laughs> the tap was absolute madness so literally every time you went to to use the tap which was kind of like a iron metally thingy again i should be on some kind of historical homes um television program clearly my knowledge is is great in this area it kind of would like spin round and then one of the taps would turn off and that would turn the other tap on and basically at any moment i expected the entire tap to collapse altogether and this geezer of water to come shooting up through the sink which thankfully didn't happen but you know it's good to have good to have have challenges when you um when you when when you stay anywhere but it was amazing it was brilliant we did karaoke so much fun we ate out, went to a bar, a packed bar with lots of people. And then I realised that I'm too old to go to packed bars with loud music and lots of people and went home early and had a cup of tea instead and it was glorious. But it was just lovely. And as a someone who is, you know, absolutely a massive extrovert, just the joy and that mental stimulation of spending time with new people and going, oh my goodness, this is somebody new to learn all about you. So to anybody who stayed with me, I really apologise if I sounded like I was interrogating you. I just am so interested to hear about things outside of my own four walls. So yeah, it was it was it was a delight. It genuinely, genuinely was a delight. But it's that thing that I've said before, COVID has taken so much, but the one thing it has given me is just the most insane appreciation for even the littlest things, even like getting on a train I mean I'm not gonna like overly sort of sell getting on a train because public transport and I do not always make good bedfellows but actually you know I sat on a train and I got a seat that was exciting and I read my book and there was space for my suitcase all of these things were exciting and then I got off the train and realized how fucking ridiculously large my suitcase was and then I got to the house and realized I was sleeping on the top floor and I have biceps of steel now because I probably packed 78% of my wardrobe for a for a two-night stay because you just don't know do you I always think like I look at my stuff and I think well I probably won't need a ski suit or skis to go and stay in the UK in early September but I think but 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 what if I did what if I got there and that was a one thing I was missing so yeah it was um yeah it was quite painful dragging that staircase up up all of those stairs but it was such such a treat to do something so normal and we regularly found ourselves just like standing around the kitchen going this is so normal this is so normal and it is all the more wonderful for its sheer normality. 
And then I came home this morning and, and you know, the kids had had a delightful time with Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking. They do always go slightly feral when I go away. And I don't think that's down to Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking, who runs a pretty tight ship. I think it's like both children see me being away as the perfect excuse to go kind of slightly lords of the flies. So as an example, I woke up this morning and Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking and WhatsApped me a picture of what looked like, I don't know, maybe like a laundrette and... He said the kids made a den and slept in it last night. And then I realised and discovered when I got home, this was my bed. My bed that I tur- they turned into a den by bringing in all of the duvets and cushions and pillows in the house and creating a den on it. So, yeah, came back and explained to them that that would need to be put away now. And they, they both looked anguished, like, like Mummy, why, why are you being so cruel to me? I was like, this is my bed. I really want to really sleep in it. They've also been very suspiciously vague about bedtimes and what time anybody went to bed at any point over the weekend when whenever I ask any of them including Mr I know I need to stop talking the stock answer seems to be 7 p.m but given Beth has has eye bags almost the size of my suitcase and is is yawning profusely and looks deeply guilty I suspect 7 p.m is not entirely entirely accurate so so my opening gambit when I got home tonight much to everybody's delight was well it's a nice early night for us all tonight so yeah they're really really appreciative that I'm back Jamie, to be fair, barely noticed that I'd left. I was saying goodbye to him on Friday. Well, I called the kids down on Friday to, to like say goodbye before I went. And Beth came down and gave me a hug and, and did her usual Beth thing of why must you leave? And I said, well, I'm going to go and see, see Rachel. And she said, why? Why is she making you leave me? So that's some nice guilt tripping for you and me, Rachel. There. And then I said, Jamie, come downstairs. And he went, why? And I said, um, come say goodbye. And he said, well, why? Are you, are you going somewhere? And I was like, I... I don't know how to help you. I've been talking all week about the fact that I am going to stay away for the weekend. Oh, he said, well, you might have mentioned it. I've head in, head in hands, head in hands. And then got back today again. Jamie, I don't think noticed I'd materialised to the point he was hungry. And he came downstairs and he was like, oh, hello. Like, you know, I've just wandered into the kitchen. Beth, Beth came down and, and wanted to know all about the weekend and and then in classic Beth form went, how much did you enjoy it? And I said, yeah, it was brilliant. I said, I had such a good time. She went, but mum, come on, really, out of 10, you can tell me the truth. Was it was it good or would you rather have been here with me? And much to her disappointment, I dare say, no, I had a really, really lovely time. Sorry, she's looked at me with fury ever since. And then a couple of the girls that we were with had sent some videos that were taken in, in karaoke last night. Now, I love karaoke because I love to sing and I am one of those embarrassing people that will you know I mean I would quite happily sing non-stop for the entire karaoke session and so there were there were a few of us there with similar tendencies so massive thank you to the to the quieter people who who sat there with kind of looking at us all like what the fuck are you lot on but we oh you know we did all the karaoke classics but Rachel and I clearly background in musical theatre so we are like either the ideal participants for karaoke or an absolute fucking nightmare, depending on your musical theatre preferences. And so we launched into various hits from the shows that we'd done together. And so there was a video that one of the girls had taken and, and shared on our WhatsApp group, which is me and Rach absolutely belting out Suddenly Seema from Little Shop of Horrors. And so I showed the little clip to, to Beth. I said, look at that. I said, you know, karaoke, it's really fun. What do you think of Mummy and, and Rachel? Beth looked at it and looked at me and she went you are an embarrassment and walked off and I was like okay cool good I mean you know Simon Cowell has has nothing nothing on Beth 
so it was lovely it was lovely to get away it was beautiful weather it was yeah it was just it was it was perfect in the most batshit house I've ever stayed in which which was also a joy and then of course it's back home back down to earth with an absolute bump because it's back to school isn't it it's back to school and I had forgotten just how difficult it was to get two children out of the house at, at any given time. I actually took Jamie into school this week because as secondary school students and parents will be aware they're obviously going in for their lateral flow tests. Jamie, I, I don't I don't know what goes on in his mind. He kind of, I, I drove him up and I said, right, go on in and, and have your test and stuff and, and then come back to the car. So Beth and I parked up while he, while he wandered in. He was very quick, came back very quickly. I said to him, how did it go? He said, yeah, it's fine. I had my jab. I said, what? He said, I had my jab. Do you mean test? He's like, test, jab, whatever. And I was like, Jamie, if someone in your school is like putting a needle into you without your permission, we should probably chat about that. And he's like, oh, it was probably just just a test. So yeah, who even knows? He's got a um, a nasty surprise awakening him though when he goes back on Monday properly because there was a horrid moment at the end of last term when we got home and the school had closed for the summer. And I was like, right, you're all home. Let's have your uniform to wash he brought it down. I said, and your PE kit. And he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I looked at him and he went, ah. I said, Jamie, where is your PE kit? It's in my locker, he said. Ah, I said, did you not think about bringing it home? It'll be all right, he said. I said, Jamie, based on the state of your PE kit at any other point during the academic year, I can pretty much guarantee that it won't be all right. So, so his task for tomorrow, assuming that is that the school haven't fumigated his lot locker and burnt his PE kit, which to be honest, I would be fully understanding of and supportive of if they did. His task for tomorrow is to, at a distance, possibly wearing a hazmat suit, open his locker and bring home the PE kit, which I plan to immediately dump into a boil wash and, and allow to cycle for circa 36 hours after which it might be might be fit for, for human wearing again. So yeah, what a, what a treat, what a treat. And yeah, just just trying to get the kids up because they've done what is easy to do over the summer, right? You get into a slightly different sleeping habit. So Beth went back on Friday for the day and the night before was full of confidence. Oh yeah, get me up at seven, mum. I'll be up. I'll be up. Don't worry, I'll be up. I'll probably wake up myself. That's how confident she was. And then she wasn't up by seven so half past seven which was kind of like just on the borderline of when we would have to get up so as not to be late for for, for school and I was like morning Beth you know first day of year six time for school how exciting it's seven thirty. time to get up and she opened one eye looked at me and said no and went back to sleep again and Jamie and I are both a little bit too scared of her to to wake her up so yeah I'm gonna need to Need to go and try and find some like assertiveness skills to, to get Beth out of out of bed this time. I mean, maybe like early bedtimes will, will will help. Although, yeah, I can see that going down really well in my household tonight. <laughs> really, really fucking well. So yeah, so so that's that's been me really. And as I say, it's been a it's been a lovely weekend. Back to school. I'm sure will um bring all kinds of challenges. Not least for anybody coming into into encounter with Jamie's PE kit. Fucking hell. I'm off to go and try and stop my children. I can just see them wandering out the back of the house into the garden. I have great fears for, you know, Jamie Jamie feel, seemed quite inspired by the by the coconut shy plate smashing going on in the back garden. So I have great fears for my um for my Denby crockery. So I probably need to go and make sure that that's not happening, happening out the back. I hope you've had lovely weekends. I hope you've had something joyous and amazing to do um, and that you too have the joy of staying somewhere as bonkers as, as we did at least one time in your life. And that if you do go to karaoke, 
absolutely make sure you smash out the musical theatre tunes. It's completely where it's at, even if the slightly stunned politeness on the faces of the other participants suggested to me that that maybe musical theatre at that kind of volume is, is not for everybody. But yes, have lovely weeks, my lovelies. Look after yourselves. Good luck with the school run. Good luck with getting your children out of bed, particularly if you've got a child like Beth. And my goodness, for anybody else who's been stupid enough to leave the PE kit at school, I really wish you all of the blessings with that and many, many bottles of gin. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Lots of love. I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.